0: Hello, welcome back to the Scouted Football podcast. The 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar is upon us. 32 countries, 32 teams and 64 games to be played over the next month. Things are a little different this year, of course, for a variety of reasons. Uh, Many of you might not have what you might call World Cup fever due to the scheduling and humanitarian issues surrounding the tournament. Um, While the football should take centre stage, it is right to draw attention to those abuses, which I'm sure several reputable and respected outlets will do throughout the World Cup. Uh, To the football, though, and each edition of the competition throws up plenty of good storylines, redemption arcs and dark horses. From a scouted football perspective, there could only be one big storyline to explore in the run-up to the World Cup. And it's one we're incredibly fond of, which many, many individuals in the footballing world have huge admiration for. The Right to Dream Academy, based out of Ghana in West Africa, was set up in 1999 by former Manchester United scout Tom Vernon, aimed at providing education, a better start in life and a footballing career to local children. Over the past 23 years, Right to Dream has come on leaps and bounds, establishing itself as one of the most successful academies, not just in Africa, but throughout the world. Right to Dream also own FC Nordjylland in Denmark's Top Flight, a club now renowned across the continent for their prolific conveyor belt of young Scandinavian and African talent. This year, with Ghana and Denmark both qualifying for the World Cup, a total of seven Right to Dream and Nord Zealand graduates will feature at the finals, a tremendous achievement, all things considered. Uh, I'm therefore delighted to welcome former Ghanaian international and current scout and coach within the Right to Dream setup, Derek Boating, to the podcast. Yeah, Derek, how, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Um, how are things?
1: I'm, I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: No, good stuff. I'm very glad to have you on. Um, it's it's It wouldn't be a World Cup episode if we didn't have somebody who played at a World Cup. Um, and that's probably the best place to start in introducing yourself to, to all the listeners. Um, you know, you played at the 2006 World Cup. You were there with Ghana at the 2010 World Cup as well. You know, what were those experiences like for you?
1: Uh, for me, you know, playing the World Cup is just such amazing, you know, tournament. You know, it's a dream come true for me and I cannot ask anything more than that you know, in terms of like the way people receive you and the way, you know, you get to the pitch training grounds and how you have bodyguards around you and all the time. And, you know, it's, it feels good, you know, you feel like you're a president <laughs> or something, <laughs> <Or> you <laughs> You know, <laughs> and playing amazing stadiums, meeting some, uh, some of the best players in the world, you know, such an amazing thing. And I'm, I'm really, really grateful for that.
0: I mean, people may remember you from the Panini sticker books. I, I certainly do. Um, I, I had your sticker in there in the 2006 and 2010 uh, editions. There, um, in that that round of sixteen game, which which Ghana played in 2006, you were on the pitch there against Brazil. Um, mm-hmm. You know what a, an amazing moment to play against the likes of Ronaldo, against Ronaldinho, Kaka, those types of players. I mean, is is that a career highlight of yours?
1: Yeah, actually, no. Playing the World Cup, every player's dream is to play in the World Cup. That's the biggest tournament in the world. And I was happy to represent my country, you know. And play against those players is amazing, you know. Actually, I was playing La Liga before I came to the, uh, that tournament. So I met them in the, uh, the league already. But playing the World Cup with my colleagues and playing in some some of the amazing stadiums, play against these big players, and especially play against Brazil is, is, is crazy. In terms yeah. of they what they represent and the kind of players they have and and the way the stadium is full you know and it's, it's great it's great to play against those players
0: hmm. and, and so since since you've retired you've gone into sort of coaching and scouting and i can see you, you you're wearing a a Island, um t-shirt there um which of course yeah repping it repping it um which of <laughs> course um is is the the football club in denmark which is owned by the right to dream academy um for For people who aren't familiar with with right to dream uh, and with the setup that, that involves nodulent, um, would you be able to give us a brief sort of overview or, or an introduction into what right to dream is
1: Okay, right to Dream is a football academy based in Ghana here you know that's the main branch you know our owner his name is Tom Venon, who who found the right to dream in, uh, he actually found it in his house you know he started everything in his house in his living room with a couple of uh, kids. And now Right to Dream is huge, and we have uh, the main branch here. We have another branch in uh, Denmark. We open another one in Dem- uh, Egypt. And, and Right to Dream is doing really, really, really well. We have Right to Dream is all about football, education, and character. So what we do is like we look for those things in, in the kids that we are looking for. And we are the only academy who picks uh, boys and girls. And it's, it's amazing that we, we normally do that. And right to Dream is a, a purpose only football community that believes there is a better way to identify partner and Nature emerging talent through through the football and character and education. So it's like we are doing such an amazing job in Africa here. And for me, Right to Dream is the uh, best academy in the world right now in terms of like what we represent and what we are doing, not just football, but most of the academies, it's all about football. But when you come to Right to Dream, there's a lot to learn about and there's a lot to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's one of the things which makes Right to Dream so unique. It's that holistic approach to education, to personal development, and then football on top of that as well. And you can see with the the numerous um players and people that have, have come through the Right to Dream setup. Um, you know, ones who have gone on to play uh in, in the United States at colleges there because of the partnerships that Right Right to Dream have had with universities in the States as as well as the more um the more well-known route for for players that have gone from from Ghana and West Africa into Denmark and, and then into European football from there. I mean for for people who aren't aware, there are there are seven um right to dream academy graduates at this year's world cup which i said in my introduction was is a tremendous achievement given how um how how relatively new the academy is given that it was you know only 1999 that that right to dream was set up as you say in in tom vernon's house um but why why was it that you wanted to get involved with right to dream um when when you retired from playing and and getting into the scouting and coaching side of things
1: I, as as You know, as a football player, you know, after your career, you always have to give back to the society. And after when I finished my career 2017, you know, I, Tom is a very good friend of mine. During my career, I came to work children to, to talk to the kids, to advise them, give them words of encouragement. During my career, so we have a connection with them, and me and Tom. So after my career 2017, we met again and we were talking and asked, what am I doing? And I said, I'm just enjoying life, you know, and... That time I have, a, I, ha, I have a hotel that I'm running and I normally go there and all the time. And he told me that when, when I decide what to do, I should give him a call. But then I don't know what to do. You know, I'm just enjoying life. So I normally go to my hotel, like I'm managing the hotel. And sometimes I have some of the meetings I have with people. I don't even, they, whatever they are saying, it doesn't even go inside my mind, you know. <laughs> and just, I was just, I don't know what I'm doing there. I, I was just sitting down one time and I asked myself, what am I doing here? This is not me. I need to find my purpose. You understand? So what I did is like, I called him. I told him, like, look, I want, to, I want to scout. And he asked me if I really want to do that. And I said, yes, I really want to do that. And recently he told me that uh, when I told him that I want to scout, he led a scouting team took me to the bad places in Ghana, you know, the whole villages, you know, so that I, he would see if I would quit. And I said mm-hmm. to him, you know, I, actually I'm from these kind of places, you know, know and now you know i'm doing what i'm doing i really really love it and before scouting before when i joined right to dream when i moved to europe i thought everything's fine with everybody there's no poverty there everything's fine because i can take care of my family i can take care of my friends and everything's fine until i started scouting with right to dream and i have to go after the scouting i have to go some of the houses of the players and it always breaks my heart. You know, I always cry inside them and see where some of them, majority of them coming from. A lot of them even don't have a bed to sleep on. So it's like, it's, it's a, it makes me love the job more because I believe in life, you know, when you have the power or you have the opportunity to help somebody, I think you have to do it. You don't have to wait to any anything. You just have to wait, just get up and do it. So right to dream, I'm not, right to dream helped me a lot. It helps me a lot. It helps me a lot because it makes me know that, look, those things are there. You haven't disappeared. It doesn't mean I can take care of my family. Everybody can do that. No. So it, makes, it gives me more power to do that. And like I said earlier, on, giving back to the society is always amazing. A lot of times some of the kids ask me why, why, why I choose to come here, why I'm here all the time. I say, yes, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm, I love to do. And no one can stop me.
0: No, absolutely. I think that the giving back element is is something which aligns really nicely with with everything that Right to Dream stands for, and and it's you know uh, something that has been so successful as the academy can only be as successful when you've got people who are willing to give back, and they you know they they go into those bad places and and maybe think that you know I want to make a difference to this person and this person and this person, um, right. and you know that's that's one of the things that that we've seen time and time again with lots of lots of players you know lots of interviews that they've given um since since coming through the right to dream academy they're so grateful to the to the setup and the structure there that that gave them that, that footing in life and ultimately in some cases in the 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 best of the best cases you know has, has led them to the world cup and i suppose with that that in mind the world cup beginning this week or next week rather um you know i mean h- how how much pride does it give you to be within the right to dream setup and you've got the likes of, you know, your Kamaldin Suleimanas, your Mohamed Kudus, you know, those types of players that are, Kamal Sowa as well, you know, are, are going to be representing Ghana at the World Cup. And they've, they are the, the prime example of how Right to Dream operates because they are, they're on that path. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it, it gives me really, really great joy, you know, and, and we have, I know that we are doing something great. We we'll were seeing those boys, you know, in the big platform right now, playing the Champions League, playing the World Cup right now. is such amazing. This is what we do this job. We just want to see them succeed, you know. And I actually, Kamal before he graduates, yeah, I, I was the one who gave him his certificate before he graduates from there, uh, right? And the all the time, I have the picture on my Instagram and all the time I watch it. And when I see him doing well, I'm always loving it. That, that, that's it. When he was oh, young. That's, when that's was, excellent, yeah. that. That's fantastic!
0: Yeah, yeah, what a what a great moment that is! Yeah, great
1: picture. Yeah, so for me, seeing him or seeing the rest of the boys making it in Europe and playing very good football and people loving them, representing their country in the World Cup is such amazing. You know, it makes me know that look, we are doing something great. It pushes me more all the time to go out there, look for more talent, and you know, and bring it to the academy. Because right to dream is doing so much in Africa here and. I think for me, like sometimes we go to Africa's scouting some of the kids. They don't speak English, you know. None of them speak English. We bring, we will bring them to the academy, and you give them two, three months. They start speaking English fluently, you know, and it's amazing. And a lot of time we have challenges doing the, doing our, uh, doing the scouting when we are going on the road. You know, sometimes bad roads, sometimes a lot of bad people on the streets, you know, and we have to go with the police escort, you know, but. Most of the time, my, my, my me particular, my mind is not there. Where my mind is, the next kid I'm going to find, the next kid I'm going to change his life. So it's, it's, it gives me more power anytime I see these kids. The last time I was in Egypt scouting and uh, there's a lady, journalist lady asked me, so I did I get tired? And I said, no, anytime I see the kids, my energy rise. When I'm, when I'm not with them, you know, I, I feel slow, but anytime I see them, they, you can see me, I'm hyper, I'm you know, I can work, I can work since morning to even. I'll go the same day, next day, every day. Because seeing them, you know, and I know that I'm giving back to the society, I'm changing the kid's life, it always motivate me. So seeing those players in the big stages, it makes me feel really, really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, more power to you and the passion which with which you're speaking with is clearly, you know, been transferring to, to the players as well. That that story there, that picture is fantastic. We'll we'll have to get a copy of that um and, and, and share that with people because that's brilliant. Um mm-hmm. onto the World Cup then and, and Ghana's chances, you know, as somebody who has represented Ghana at a FIFA World Cup, who's been very successful with with Ghana at a World Cup, um, you know, getting out of the group stages 15 years ago, um, and and then obviously being part of the group that, that made it to the quarterfinals in, in 2010 what do you make of Ghana's chances this year? Because, you know, Portugal, Uruguay, not an easy group, but I think, you know, this: the squad is is really, really attractive. It's It's got some real, real characters in there.
1: Yeah. So are you saying Ghana is going to get out from the blue stages?
0: Oh, who knows? Who knows? I think, I think we could, there might I'm be a little kidding. bit of a surprise. I'm just,
1: I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big tournament, you know, and I know right now, if you ask me in particular, if I have to be honest with you, we have a young team. Mm. We have a new coach. Mm. And I know I think the Ghanaians, you know, we have to have patience for the team to grow. Because I know that in football, when you started building teams from the scratch, things will get worse before they get better. But you know, the fans has that, they don't have that patience. They just want to win, 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 win. <laughs> the last time I met somebody on the street he's telling me, ah, oh, Derek, Ghana is going to win the World Cup. I said, Yeah, yeah, they'll win. <laughs> But between me and you, I know it's, it's going to be very, very difficult. You understand? Because there are a lot of things that come, a lot of players that are here are ready to win it, you know. So for, for me, I wish, them to, I wish them well. I know they are going to do well, you know, and I'm supporting them with all my heart and praying for them. But this tournament is a key tournament, you know, and I hope they can make it uh, from the group stages and go to the next stage.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean that would be a great achievement, especially as you say, because it's such a young team. I mean, mm. some of those players, you know, you look at the, the the youngsters. I mean, Tariq Lamptey, obviously from um from from Brighton, um Mohamed Salisu um, with Southampton, um Salisu Abdul samed um uh, Fatwa Isaku, Osman Bukhari, Antoine Semenyo. It also we also should mention that today Ghana did beat Switzerland two 0 So yeah. You know they were not fancy there.
1: People are blowing my phone up. People are blowing. <laughs> we're going to win it, and I said to them, cheer, relax. This is just a friendly game, <laughs> <deal. laughs> you know. Because we beat Switzerland, they thought we are going to win the World Cup. But all the same, it's good energy. But at the same time, they have to have patience. Yeah. But All those players who mentioned, the name. This is their first tournament. Yeah. With the blasters, they don't know anything about the, anything about the blasters. They don't know how people behave, how things work. This is their first tournament. So I think we have to have patience for them so that they can grow as a team.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. And I think it when when you have players who've been at tournaments before, you have that experience, you have the the the, the, the know-how and the the knowledge how to navigate maybe the fans and, and the coach and that sort of thing. But um it from from purely a neutral perspective, I, I'm I'm very excited to to watch some of Ghana's games. Um, because you know, I mean. On, on the Scout of Football Volume 10, I think it was, we had uh, we had Kamal Dean as the as the cover star um with a fantastic design and we had a fantastic story in there about Right to Dream and everything. And I don't get to watch Kamal Dean very often with him being in France and, and being injured recently. But I mean he's such an exciting player. Um Mohamed Kudus as well. I've watched a little bit more of him when he's been at Ajax, but those two in particular, if I was gonna Give maybe a, a hint towards people to to look out for two Ghanaian players at the World Cup. It will be those two, and hey, they just so happen to be right to dream boys as well.
1: Yeah, it's great, you know. Like you mentioned, Kudos is doing really, really well. It's fantastic. If you look right now, the coach in front of the uh, the uh, the, uh, the top three players at the front three, the coach will build a team around him because Thomas Partey will be playing behind beside uh, behind him and. Kudu is such an amazing guy, great player, powerful. When he has the ball, it's difficult to take the ball away from him. And he's growing each and every day. You know, he's such a humble guy, which I really, really love all the time mm-hmm. about him. And we all praying that he'll do well. Kamadin is too, like you said. Right uh, this season, I don't think he has played enough for the uh, for his club because of injuries and everything. But all the same, he, he made assists today. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, we are hoping that he'll get better and fully fit before the tournament starts. So, all those players, you know, they are doing really, really well. And we have another player from uh, Denmark called Gams- Damsgaard. Yeah, he was playing for FC in London and he's, playing, he's going to be represented for Denmark, uh, which is really, really great. So, seeing all these players, you know, it brings great joy. To us, because it shows that we are doing something really, really great. And in the future, we are hoping more players will be there, from right to dream or from FC Nodziland.
0: Yeah, and, and we're talking about FC Nodziland there, and, and one player who was close to making Ghana's squad for the World Cup, but but ultimately didn't make the the final cut was Ernest Numa, um, who's been scoring a couple of goals in Nodziland and in Denmark at the moment for Nodziland. I think he's got five goals in, in sixteen games this season, but he's only nineteen years old. I mean. There, there seems to be a, a real, I mean, I know that this is the the first tournament for a lot of these young young players. But, you know, in the in the years to come and the generations to come, you know, Ghana seems to be producing lots and lots. And Right to Dream seems to be producing lots and lots of these these exciting young players.
1: Yeah, like you said, look, for me, I will not be surprised in the future. You see like 10, uh, eight or ten players from Right to Dream playing for Ghana. Mm. When I used to play for the national team, I, 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 have, I, I was playing for a local team called Liberty Professionals. I was playing there. Michael Essien was there. Suley was there. Asamuha Jan was there. Kojua Samad was there. And all of us, you know, we are always in the national team playing regularly. You understand? So I will not be surprised. In the future, you see a lot of players from right to them playing the starting level in the national team. Because we are producing a good place, like you said. Look at Nesta Namoa. This is his first season. And he's playing fantastic football, scoring goals, playing very well, always in the team. You know, it's a 19-year-old kid, you understand? So, so so what Right to Dream is doing is amazing. And we have to keep on doing what we are doing. We, keep, we are on the right channel right now. So for me, I think it feels good. You know, it feels good to be part of it. It, feels, it always feels good to be part of it. And we always, you know, get each other back and make sure that we'll be at the right channel. And I wish, you know, this, I think Nes, uh, after the World Cup, is the player that we, we have to look up to in the national team. Because some of the players, like players like uh, some of the senior players in the national team, I think they will be, this, this tournament will be their last tournament. So I, I think Nes Tapia and Nes will have a chance to come in and bring some fire into uh, the national team.
0: Yeah, I mean, what a legacy that would be for, for Right to Dream to have those eight or ten players in the Ghanaian national team. You know, the the, the Right to Dream Black Stars would be would be a, a great great headline for for if yeah. they if they do well in, in the tournaments to come. But I like the
1: name, the Right to yeah. Dream Black Stars. Yeah, <laughs> hey,
0: it's a, it's it's catchy, isn't it? It's got a ring to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, I um, I've just but just before we go, I've got just a few quick fire questions for you just about the World Cup. Um, how far do you think that Ghana can go this year?
1: I hate predating. You know, it's, <laughs> Every time I predate, it go different direction. <laughs> uh, wow, wow, wow! wow, I think they can they can go out of the blue stages. Mm-hmm.
0: They
1: can make it through the blue stages. That's what I believe. Yeah, but I know, think so too. Happen. Yeah, yeah sure? I think
0: one 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 big win, one big win against Portugal or Uruguay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's sure. See. I don't believe you. Don't lie to me. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. I, the, the Switzerland result has really given me some confidence. I, I, really? I didn't expect that.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah.
0: Did, I know you don't like making predictions, but who do you think will win the, the World Cup overall?
1: Uh, I'll say, you know, Brazil is always a, 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 the, the favorite. I'll go with Brazil at three. Oh no, four. I have four teams, four countries.
0: Like. <laughs> okay, the semi-finalists. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Let's see. I'll go Brazil.
0: Brazil. Okay. So, yep. Same. Right, Brazil. Yeah. I'm going with Brazil too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and one last one. Um, who do you think will be? The the best player for, for Ghana, or who do you think will be the player that everybody goes? Oh, I had no idea who they were before, and now they're a they, they become a household name.
1: The workout from yeah. Ghana.
0: Yeah, from Ghana. I
1: have. Two. I have two. Okay. Kudos and Kamaldeen. Kudos and not because they are playing for uh, right, no, not because they're from right to them. but if you see our national team right now, we don't have. Top players who are performing really well in their club. You understand, and bring it to the national team. So I see those players that they're going to be the key players in the national team in the World Cup.
0: Excellent. Well, I, I hope so. I hope we get to see plenty of, of Kudus and Kamaldin and and I hope they yeah. do make it out at the group stage because that'll be a fantastic story. And yeah. we'll continue to to plug the right to dream story and uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully Denmark do well as as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, Derek, thank you very much for for joining me on, on the Scouted podcast for this very special episode. Um, best of luck with with all the work at Right to Dream. Please continue doing what you're doing because you make you make our work possible um, by finding and producing these players. But um, yeah, best of luck and and uh, yeah, more power to you.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.